It's the question that every footy-loving fan wants two idiots to answer. Who the bloody hell is making the eight? Well, we've got the answers. Let's go. Two for two south of the border for the Swans. Their best can tackle whatever gets put up. Football yeah, he just might not have the, the know-how from the experience of playing as a key forward. Henderson gets some advice. Heads toward Rowan! Massive grab! What? What about that? It bounces. It's tapped. The siren sounds. Unbelievable. The Gold Coast Suns win a thriller. Sometimes delaying is the best thing possible given we were going to record before the West Coast North Melbourne game on the premise that West Coast were going to win. However, North Melbourne get over the line and have opened up the top eight race and I can't wait to talk about it. It's bloody freezing in Melbourne and I couldn't do this alone. I talked to myself enough uh, without recording it, let me tell you. But I've got Smithy alongside me. How are you, mate? Uh, I've got one word for you. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. Roo, roo, roo. Goodness me, what a win. How about those roos? And I tell you what, there's two um, very eager Hawthorne supporters looking at Jason Horn running around. One more win for North <laughs> Melbourne and I'll be over the moon. Hey, they could get... Well, we'll talk about the Bombers in a minute, but if they somehow get over the line there, we'll, um, we'll be supporting... Will we su- uh, will we be supporting the Hawks or will we be supporting Hawthorne? Too much? Yeah, a little bit Not too much. Enough. That's pretty much where consider we're at. Me right, a, let's get stuck into the good stuff. Consider me a part-time shimboner. <laughs> Absolutely. So what we're going to do is there's genuinely six teams fighting for two spots here. So we're going to go through all six teams run home, what we're expecting. I've got a little bit of a game for Smithy at the end. And then I've got one of the hardest questions anyone's been asked in 2021, which I can't wait for. But let's get stuck into it, Smithy. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's do it. I'm ready. Alrighty. After a huge win over the Hawks last week, Fremantle find themselves seventh, uh, most uh, mostly thanks to some results going their way. But you can't argue, Smithy. This is a young side with some experienced stars that are going places. Yeah, they're exciting to watch, aren't they? Um, their mix of experience and youth really stood out against Hawthorne for mine. Um, you had Fife doing his usual thing, but you had you know Brayshaw, Rory Lobb's not that young anymore, but he had a big game. So they've got a real good um, mix in their age demographic. They're playing some good footy at the moment, and I think they coach really well. Um, Justin Longmire's done a really good job so far at Frio. Um, I know there's a few... Um, really good players, a little bit out of favour there. Michael Walters being one of them. Hasn't played good footy this year, but uh, it seems like he's getting out of the best out of 90% of the list. And uh, Sitting in seventh, not many people would have picked that at the start of the year, especially considering some of the teams we're going to talk about underneath them. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I feel like Freo, they're a full forward, and I don't mean this in any disrespect to Rory Lobb, but they're a full forward away from being a top four side for mine the way they're going. Yeah, if like you you look at sort of the top five or six in the Coleman Medal, if they had you know a Ben King, I'm not saying they're going to get him, but just him for example, you put like Ben King in that side, there's no reason why they shouldn't be top four. Or if Jesse Hogan turned out to be what he was advertised as early days at Melbourne when they traded for him, 
Um, yeah, would have been handy. If he managed to be that, you know, 40 to 50 goals a year type of full forward, then, you know, they're, they're a scary proposition. But unfortunately, that didn't work out for various reasons. I mean, Rory Lobb and Matt Tabernard when up and running are quite handy. But, um, yeah, I agree with you. They could use a, a big power forward. But they're doing they're doing well with what they've got, which is something that we like to say about ourselves. Mate, absolutely. Um, I did tell you that Hawthorne should have a crack at Josh Tracy with our last pick in the draft, and we didn't do it. Josh Tracy went into the rookie draft, and the big kahuna looks like a, uh, a very good player for the future. Thursday night footy, mate. They've got Geelong at Optus Stadium. The first time they've played on a Thursday night in quite a long time. Uh, I believe 2015 was the last time they did it. They finished on top of the ladder that year. But I can see an, a universe in which they beat Geelong. I'm not sure if they'll do it on this occasion, but they shouldn't be far off if they do lose. Yeah, and Geelong seem like at the moment they're just doing what they need to do. Carlton yeah. arguably should have beaten them last week, considering their inaccuracy in front of goal. Um, if Carlton were a bit more accurate in front of the sticks, they should have won that game. So I feel like Geelong at the moment, they're getting themselves up for the for the big games, the games against the top sides. But, you know, a trip over to Perth with all the, you know, the COVID stuff going on at the moment, it could throw, it could throw them off. They're missing a few. I can see a world where Frio win this game on Thursday night. I agree with you. Yeah, the Cats look like they uh, struggle a bit up forward with their structures with no Jeremy Cameron. And we saw earlier tonight, Gary Rowan's not playing either. So Tomahawk and Asava Radigalia have got to got to figure it out and do it quickly. The rest of Freo's run home, mate, this is difficult. So if they do make the eight, they've bloody well earned it. They've got Sydney, Richmond, Brisbane, West Coast and St. Kilda. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, I don't want to... That's tough. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I don't want to go which ones are home and which ones are away, even though fixtures have been updated. With the things going on in COVID, mate, we just we just don't know. So yeah. there's no point in us guessing. But no. um, look, if they beat Geelong, it's hard to see them going terribly. But if you're talking about starting favourites, maybe the Richmond game and probably St Kilda, and that'll be about it. But I'd argue that that round 22 game against West Coast will decide their f- one of those two teams' fate. That's almost an elimination final. Yeah, that's a, that's an eight-point game, that one. That's an elimination final before the elimination finals. And, gee, the way West Coast are going, I know we'll talk about them, but the way they're going, crikey, you'd, you'd be wanting to be on free arrow in that game. But uh, a month's a long time in football, and that's what we've got between those games. So, yeah, that's that's definitely shaping up to be an elimination final, that one. Tough question on the fly, mate. Who's Freo's most important player in the run home? Oh, it's Nat Fife. Um, I think in these sort of scenarios where you're banking on winning big games, you need your superstars to stand up, and this guy's the definition of a superstar. Two-time Brownlow medalist, and going off his game against Hawthorne on the weekend, he's just starting to prime himself for a big run home. Um, He was playing good footy at the start of the year, but his inaccuracy in front of goals uh, hurt him a little bit. Had a few little niggles, but... I feel like now he's really starting to build into some great form. And if they're going to beat some of these better teams, you know, like Geelong, Sydney and Brisbane, he's going to have to bring it. What about you, mate? 
Uh, Sean Darcy for my mate. Uh, he is the only player who could even come close to Darcy Parrish for most improved player. Given the fact that Geelong are a team that you can dominate in the ruck, uh, depending on a Tom Hickey's fitness for the Swans, Toby Nankervis, I'm not really sure where he's at for Richmond. Um, he's got a tough couple of games home with West Coast and St. Kilda, but Sean Darcy was the best man on the ground against the Hawks. He's had, I know fantasy is and everything, but he's had back-to-back 190-point games. Yeah, he's, he's been huge. 190, Smithy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's not okay. And, as an, and you know what I like about him, Smithy? What's that? Looks like a ruckman. He does. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. He's big, he's tall, he crashes packs, and he takes contested marks. That's a ruckman. Yeah, it's a genuine ruckman frame. Yeah, when we love the big fella. We do. I'm a big fan. We don't need to be... Yeah, you don't need to be jacked for Smithy and Dabs to get on board, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, especially when you're carving out 190s for my uh, super coach draft side. <laughs> Absolutely. So if you had to put them in a category of certainties, maybes, or no chance, where are you putting Freo? They're maybes. That run home is rough, so I wouldn't put them in a certainty category. Um, but, yeah, if they can if they can win half those games, I reckon they'll sneak in. Yeah, new rule on the fly. You've got to give me at least one certainty with these six teams. So have a quick think about it as we go through. All right. Um, I'm putting them as a maybe as well because I don't think they can finish seventh. I think eighth's their ceiling. I feel like seventh's going to go to a team with perhaps a softer run. So um, best of luck to Frio. One of those teams that I don't want to see absolutely capitulate, and I hope that they really take it up to Geelong, not only because I can't stand Geelong. <laughs> I'm with you. All right, mate, let's move on. Eighth on the ladder is North Melbourne's Bunnies, also known as West Coast. Their run home looks a bit better than Freo's. They've got Adelaide, St. Kilda and Collingwood, and for a team horrifically out of form, that is three beautiful weeks. Yeah, you, you looking at the fixture as a West Coast fan, you're like, yeah, the Adelaide game has come at the right time. Yeah, it absolutely has. They're the worst team in the competition after round five, Adelaide. So West Coast will be licking their lips. Not sure what the odds are, but a bit of 40-plus gamble responsibly, I think, for the Eagles. Because if they don't respond, they don't make it. Yeah, it's simple. You can't that. lose to North and Adelaide in consecutive weeks and be a finals team. No, they'll be the laughing stock if that happens. <laughs> Last three games, mate. Melbourne, we've spoken about the Freo game, and then they finish off with Brisbane. And by the Fremantle, St. Kilda, and then West Coast, Brisbane, round 23 is going to be an absolute corker. Yeah, 100%. There's going to be some big games. It's We're doing this episode because it's a tight run home, but... Round 23, oh boy, tune in. Oh, mate, the extensive preview we're going to do for that is going to be outstanding. Um, The game that interests me the most, actually, is round 21 against Melbourne. Uh, If that is at Optus Stadium, I mean, if North beat you, you can't really call the ground a fortress. But um, if West Coast do get two out of three out of Adelaide, St. Kilda, Collingwood, They've got a chance to establish themselves as a top side. And even though Melbourne struggle against teams below them on the ladder, uh, if West Coast do win two out of three and then beat Melbourne, they probably make it for mine. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, there's still so much quality on that list. So it's puzzling that they're not putting to, putting it together. But uh, obviously there's something amiss there. But we'll see. They've been gifted... Adelaide here, so they'd have to be pretty confident about that, but they're not my certainty. 
I'm putting them in the maybes. Oh, okay. Putting them in the maybes. Yeah, I'm putting them in the maybes as well. Um, who's their most important player coming home, Matt? That's a good question. They've got a few. Um, they've got a few stars. I think it's Tim Kelly. I think if the pro- the problem they have had is in the midfield the last few weeks. Um, North's midfield towed them up, and so did Sydney's. They embarrassed them the week before, so they need to get something going in that midfield. I think I was high on Tim Kelly coming into this year. I thought he could finish top five in the Brownlow medal. Obviously, injuries have held him back, um, but I think he needs to finish the year in some fine form, and they just need they need to get something going in the middle of the ground um, because that's where they're falling down. And if you can get the ascendancy in the middle, that's where you can set up your defense to sort of hang around and get some intercepts and fuel your offense from your defense. So, Tim Kelly for me, what about you? Needs to fire up the big fella. I'm going to go with a man much maligned by uh, you and fans, but I'm going to go with Jack Darling, and I want to explain why. Against Sydney, he was their best player by a country mile, and I know they still got whacked, and conditions didn't suit him against North, but... Excuse me. But their midfield, whether they're getting beaten or bashed, every team's going to get inside 50 entries, whether you're getting smacked or not. You'll obviously get less if you're getting smacked. But if Jack Darling goes down in this Adelaide game, can you really see them starting favourite against St Kilda? They probably do against Collingwood anyway, but the one thing that West Coast need to do to get into the finals is they need to outscore teams and outscore them well, and I don't think they can do it without him. And I picked him over Kennedy because... He's younger, so probably less likely to go down, although Josh Kennedy is pretty durable. Yeah. Jack Darling is maligned by me. You're right. Um, <laughs> he's never been one of my favourites, um, but I can't deny that he is an important member of the uh, West Coast outfit, and if he's not up and firing, it makes it harder for them, absolutely. That's it. So couple of maybes there. We're going to move on. Ninth placed St. Kilda. Um, the team that was the most surprising last year for the first 12 weeks of this year were probably the most disappointing, Smithy. They uh, they won our mid-season disappointing award. But they're ninth on the ladder. Their percentage is horrific. You could argue they're almost a game behind just because I think their percentage is about 86. It's gross. However, what a game they've got this weekend. We'll talk about that first. Port Adelaide at Marvel. That is a genuine corker. Yeah, absolutely. And Port Adelaide, it's an important game for St Kilda, but my goodness, Port Adelaide need to show something against a good side. Otherwise, they're just going to be labelled the biggest pretenders of the finals. I'm going to spoil it early. St Kilda, am I certainty? Oh, bang. Because okay. they have just clicked in the last three weeks. And I think they're peaking at the right time of the year. And I think it's two coaching changes, um, well, like positional changes from the coaching that have sparked this run. The first one is putting Brad Hill on a halfback flank. That is somehow... And actually giving him the ball. That has somehow just unlocked him because he's coming from behind. And you're right, they're force-feeding him the ball and it's making things happen because the man can kick a footy. Um, 
people, you know, he's a bit of a you know, whipping boy for the things that he can't do. But the one thing that no one can deny is that he can kick the ball. So that move has been massive. And the second one's moving Ben Long forward because he's actually become, one, a very good negative forward. So he goes to the opposition's most damaging halfback flanker and does a roll on him and does it really well. And he's hitting the scoreboard. So those two moves from Brent Ratton have been huge. And the third one is having Rowan Marshall back healthy. St. Kilda's record when Paddy Ryder and Rowan Marshall play in the same team is outstanding over the last two years. Ridiculous. And obviously, uh, they didn't have Rowan Marshall for a lot of the first half of the year through injury. Uh, So Paddy Ryder was doing it alone. Now that they're both there together, with Luke Dunstan coming back in some outstanding form, Jack Steele... Should nearly be favourite yeah, for the man. Brownlow at the moment. He's just had the most consistent year you will ever see. They've got Zach Jones coming back. You know they've got the names there, and they're just starting to put it all together. So they're my certainty, my friend. Bang, love it. So I know you covered off a lot of players there, but single it down to one, mate. Who's the most important Saint moving forward? Rowan Marshall. And it goes back to what I said because if he's if his body breaks down and Paddy Ryder has to go it alone, they're in trouble. Yep. But, if, Completely but if they can tag team and, you know, do what they've been doing, it, St. Kilda's, the sample size is big enough now. Um, it's been yep. a season and three quarters, and them with Marshall and Ryder is just a completely different story. So as much as I love Jack Steele... He's shown this year that he'll play well no matter no matter the result. So um, it's Rowan Marshall for me. Do you agree? Yep. Rowan Marshall for me too, mate. After Port, they've got West Coast, Carlton, Sydney, Geelong, Fremantle. One of the better run homes of the teams we're talking about. I'm still going to put them in the maybes, mate. That percentage, you know, it's only... We've only got, uh, what is it, six games left to go. They've had some big losses. Port Adelaide gave them an absolute toweling up. I know they're a better side now than they were then, but it's only going to take one of those St. Kilda lapses, and they're pretty much out of it because of how bad their percentage is. So they're a maybe for mine. We're going to move on to GWS. Was Gold Coast's win so underrated because Collingwood overran Richmond and then West Coast decided to lose to North? 100%. No one, no one thought Gold Coast was beating GWS on the weekend. And GWS royally butchered that. Like, I'm speaking... They did not use... They messed that up as bad as we've seen this year. They used the wind horrifically in the third quarter. Horrifically. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't good. And then Toby Green gets... Toby Green gets the ball on the boundary. No one's been able to kick it further than 20 at that end. The left hand of your radio dial, as they say on the radio. But as soon as he went the banana, surely someone has got to have the the thought of get on the goal line, get on the goal line. Nah, I can't remember who marked it. It might have been Charlie Ballard, I think. Just took an uncontested mark at the top of the yeah. goal square. No Wouldn't one near him. through? At least get punch two through, points get a draw. My goodness me. And, 
Yeah, I'm. They're a team now that used to anger me, but I'm just disappointed in them. Now. Yeah, it's just not good enough. And you know who I turn back to? Leon Who's Cameron. Right? It yep. is, in my opinion, it's a miracle he still has a job. Because yep. I'm just about with you. Don't give the keys to a Ferrari someone who's failed their driving test seven times. <laughs> like it's it's seriously a joke because his list is way too good to be sitting tenth currently. We should not be talking about them in, the, in this episode because they should be a top six team. Yep, completely and, agree. And if they're not one of the teams that are trying to chase down Clarko or. Um, actually, I think Clarko to GWS, we've spoken about this before, for me, he's a match made in heaven, and if he goes anywhere, I'd rather it be the Giants than Collingwood or Carlton. But if they're not asking the question, you they should be bloody arrested for negligence. Yeah. And even, I know you've been a big uh, supporter of this, but Michael Voss. Yep. My man. Well, Michael Voss isn't my man. But the, that, the but, idea but, is yeah. um, originated from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ja- February 16th, I went back and had a look that I wrote yeah. that. So, yeah, if you want to check me out on the Raw, feel free, mate. Free content. <laughs> Love anything for a plug. It's a great plug. Now, who is your most important player for the GWS Giants in the run home? <sighs> it's a good question. Um, part of me actually wants to say Stephen Canelio coming back. Because, actually, you know, I'm going to say it. Yeah, I'm going to go with it. Stephen Cornelio is the most important giant. Now, anyone that wants to say Toby Green, I completely understand with you. I completely understand you in saying that. The reason why I disagree, Smithy, is because they're 10th on the ladder and Toby hasn't missed a lot. Stephen Cornelio is the captain. He was the captain for a reason. Uh, he dominated in the twos this week. He's going to come back. If he is the leader that GWS want him to be... He's going to come back. He doesn't need to dominate, but he just needs to be a calming presence on the field and get the Giants into the eight. I don't think they can do it without him. They're clearly not doing it without him. So I reckon that they might be able to do it with him. What about you? Toby Green's my answer. And this is why. This is why. The Giants midfield is more than okay without Cogs. And that hurts me to say because you know how much love I have for Stephen Cornelio. It's a scary Yeah, you know firsthand. So it hurts me to say that. But you look at the names in their midfield. You've got Taranto. You've got Josh Kelly. You've got Callum Warren. You've got Tom Green. You've got Jacob Hopper. They're okay in there. But if you take Toby Green out of that Giants forward line, there isn't many people there kicking goals, my friend. Um, Harry Himmelberg's been okay. I'm a fan of him, but he hasn't had the season I thought he would. Jeremy Finlayson is very inconsistent. He needs things going right to perform. Bobby Hill's been exciting this year, but he cannot be leaned on as the number one option. If Toby Green's not up and firing, they're not kicking a score, and that means they're not winning games of footy. So they need Toby to fire. I understand. Yeah, I mean, they're fifth in contested possession and fourth in clearances, the Giants. So I get what you're saying with the midfield being good, but they're not kicking a score now. 
I mean, look, it's hard to say that, you know, Brent Daniels is going to stand up or Daniel Lloyd or any of these guys are going to do what Toby can. That's not what I'm saying in the slightest. But, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, mate. Maybe it's just fingers across Cogs can come back and get back to his best form because I think it doesn't take long to forget just how good some of these blokes are. Yeah, 100%. At playing this game. So 100%. Fingers crossed he gets back. All the best Cogs. GWS, where are you ranking them? <sighs> With Sydney, Essendon, Port, Geelong, Richmond, and Carlton. That is a very good run home. Yeah, I wouldn't say very good. I think I think they lose to Sydney this weekend. Port Adelaide and Geelong's tough. You don't know about Richmond. Even Essendon can beat them. I'm going to go on a limb, and I'm going to say they're no chance. No ch- Whoa! Yeah, okay. I'm going to say they're no chance. Because... If they can't beat a depleted Gold Coast side with everything going their way, I don't think they can beat the likes of Sydney, Port Adelaide and Geelong. So I'm saying no chance. It's a bold call, but I just I just don't like them at the moment. I just don't like what they're doing. Fair enough. I'm happy to put it right here, right now. A four-pack of our favourite lemon, lime and bitters, my friend. GWS will beat Sydney. All right. It's on. Yeah, The people have heard it. (laughs) That's it. GWS are maybe, for me as well, a really interesting case. 11th on the ladder is the Bombers, Smithy. Um, I'm not sure where your hatred for Essendon sits. As a Hawthorne supporter, it's definitely not a high priority for me. They're one of the more fun teams for me in the competition to watch. I just wish it wasn't Essendon playing that game style sometimes. I have no hatred for Essendon. I actually really like them. There you go. This year, they've been awesome to watch. This year, they've been amazing. And um, shout out to the missus, but she is an avid Essendon supporter. So, um, second team. Second team. There you go. That's a good man right there. They've got North Melbourne, GWS, Sydney, Western Bulldogs, Gold Coast, and Collingwood, which is why lock it in, Eddie Essendon. Am I certain? Yeah, mate? I love it. I love it. They're I in. think I think I'd nearly put them as a certainty. I think they're a maybe, but that run home is glorious. If I if I had to put a prediction for the two teams that are going to make it, for me it's. In, well, we're going to get to that a bit right, later. Well, I won't say anything more, but there's a um, tease. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I think they beat North Melbourne. I think they beat GWS. So that's two wins in a row. Sydney is a coin flip. I can't see them beating the Dogs, but then Gold Coast and Collingwood to finish out the year. They could they I could win some. five of the last six. And then bang, they're yeah. in. And they're flying. They're um, in. They're seventh. Yeah, they I, I absolutely love it for Essendon. I think they're primed. Hmm. Yeah, love it, mate. So... Who is the most important bomber in the run home? There's a few. Uh, really? Oh, I thought this one was probably was quite easy, but all right, go on. Yeah, I know where you're going. It's I know where you're going, but I'm not sure you do. But go on. I'm going to go on a limb and say Jordan Ridley is Ooh, the former best of is Ferris their winner. most important player. Well, the reigning best of Ferris winner. Because okay. you look back there, and although they've done the job. They don't have much offensive firepower apart from Nick Hind back there. They've got uh, Jaden Laverde, who has turned into a solid back player. They've got Mason Redman. 
You know, they've got Tom Cutler playing down there. You know, they've got these guys who are just good, honest players, but I think Jordan Ridley gives them that X factor off halfback with Nick Hind. Nick Hind's got the legs, but I think Jordan Ridley's kicking and intercept marking is really important for them, especially with the game style they play, um, trying to have that run off halfback. Uh, I think Jordan Ridley is a really important key to that, and he was playing great footy at the start of the year, got that concussion and wasn't the same for a few weeks. But I think he's well and truly back in form now and I can see him having a big last six weeks and really propelling the Bombers up up the table. Are you going... It's one of the more underrated you, back yeah, sixes. Yeah, it really is. It, and they're so workmanlike, they just get the job done week in and week out. Now, are you going Darcy Parish, or are you going a different direction? No. No, I'm not going Darcy Parish. Where are you going? Um, I am going to go with the... Uh, <laughs> The man with the winery, Cal Hooker. The big fella. Now, if there's one man that deserves some love in the AFL, it's Chook. Because the poor man gets put in the meat grinder every time his name gets mentioned. Yeah. So, here's a little bit of love for Kale, and I don't mind a wine either, Kale, if you want to help out Big Dazzling. But anyway, uh, he's kicked 31 goals this year. Um, McDonald Tipper Woody's gone past him on Essendon's goal kicking. I think it's only by one. But... Chook gives them so much structure up forward, needed structure as well. Uh, the Bombers are one of those teams that can play a small forward line. I can see Jake Stringer starting in a goal square, but given the fact that they're playing him as a hybrid, you know, Jordan Dugowie-like explosive player, they need someone down there that can make a contest for Anthony McDonald, Tipper Woody, for Will Snelling when he's down there, for Braden Ham when he's down there. I'm probably missing a bunch of Essendon players off the top of my head, but... Cal Hooker's bringing the ball to ground. Peter Wright's doing it as well because Sam Draper's not a, uh, a forward yet. The big fella needs to learn how to kick further than 30. Yes, please. That'd <laughs> be handy. But, um, yeah, the Chook's bringing balls to ground, but he's also clanking them as well. He's got beautiful hands. Oh, does he ever? He can grab a ball. Absolutely. Big uh, big buckets, or was that Jakey Carlisle back in the day when he was at Essendon? Yeah, I think that might have been, Which one I think that been Jakey Carlisle. All right, so I'll stick with Chook. But, um, yeah, in the run home, if Cal Hooker goes down with an injury in this week's game, mate, it's hard to see the uh, the Bombers kicking a winning score. So, Cal Hooker for me. Yeah, love where you're going. Chook's been unreal this year. He, he's been gone from a key year. back to, like you said, a really important part of their forward structure. So, um, yeah, love the pick. Yeah, don't underestimate the reshuffle that's happened to Essendon either. They had to send James Stewart... And uh, Jaden Laverde down back when Michael Hurley went down. Um, and they had to send Chook forward. So the fact that, you know, there are tall forwards in this league, and I don't want to name them because it'll seem like I'm picking on them, that have struggled in this caper. Big Chook's been stopping them for years and going, boys, it's yeah. not that hard. He, he's taught them how it's done. Just, cl- yeah. just cloak them. It, it's great to see. And boy, would they be fun to watch in an elimination final. Especially if that's it, we're gonna get if to they something. get down in the third quarter and they just go, you know, all guns blazing offense. That would be seriously good watching. Yeah, we're gonna get to something about Essendon a little bit later. So we're gonna move on to the last teammate. They've won three of the last four, and oh, how the mighty have fallen! Five goals up, twenty-two minutes into the second quarter, twenty points up at three-quarter time. And Richmond, just like Daz's first ever car, mate, just ran out of gas. Yeah. 
They were torched. They, they were absolutely cooked in that last quarter. They could just not get anything Seven. going. Collingwood were just walking the ball out of the centre bounce. It, it was it was ugly. It was the first time since 2009 they'd conceded more than six goals in the last quarter and only kicking one themselves. So if that doesn't tell you that Richmond are on the downward, um, well, it's not an incline. What's the opposite of an incline? Decline. An outcline? Decline. You, decline? You're better than that. I know English. You're, you're better than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm not going to edit that out, but that'll come back to haunt me. But Richmond's run home. We kept getting told it was easy, mate, but failing to Collingwood, dropping against Gold Coast. And don't forget that West Coast loss before the bye too, where they got overrun in that last that one quarter hurt as well. Hmm. But how many of these can you realistically see Richmond being outright favourite in? We've got Brisbane, Geelong, Fremantle, North Melbourne, GWS and Hawthorne. I would argue yeah, I'll, two. I'll, my first reaction was two. Uh, North and Hawthorne, they'll start favourites. The other yep. four, I think they definitely drop the next two unless something miraculous happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Frio games yep. are toss of the coin. If that's at Optus, yeah. oh, that's going to be a big game. Regardless, I think that's an important game. And the GWS one, similarly, um, that could be a flip of the coin. So I really don't like the way Richmond are trending. Uh, obviously, you never want to ride off a champion. Uh, it's a bit like Hawthorne yep. in 2016, where we were just doing enough, just doing enough. We scraped into the finals but then got bounced in straight sets. Weren't we third? Yeah, but we were just scraping through, winning points by, winning games by a low margin and then got bounced yeah. in straight sets. But Yeah, well, we were a kick away from a preliminary final. Richmond are 12. Yeah, but, you know, you know what I mean. You know, both teams were coming off consecutive premierships, Hawthorne coming off three, but Richmond coming off two yeah. and... You know, they were the aging stars. You know, everyone thought they still had one year left in them. And it didn't turn out to be that way. Yeah, fair enough. And for everyone sort of um, putting the boots into Richmond, I understand it, but um, I'm not so keen on them bouncing back next year just because history. Brisbane did their great run, were nowhere in 2005. Geelong did have... I know they made a prelim again in 2013, but 2012, they were iffy. 2015, they were like 12th. Um, Richmond do have six picks in the top 50 so far, so they're going to replenish really well, but uh, I hate to write off a champion team, mate, but they are my no chance. They're not getting in. Oh, I just can't do it. I can't... And I don't say it out of hatred, I promise. I know that I'm a, I've been a... Uh, a delightful bagger of Richmond in the past. Um, it's not actually the footy club that I don't like. I want to make that perfectly clear. It's the arrogance of the supporters. And as a Hawthorne fan, I understand that he's completely hypocritical. But I can't stand it, mate. Yeah, I, I don't I don't feel the same as you. Um, I'm pretty neutral in terms of the Tigers, so I, I just can't write them off. I can't I can't bring myself to do it. Not until it's mathematically impossible. I will say Richmond can't make the finals because I could, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out this week and somehow just flicked a switch and played their best footy again. I don't know. It's just one of those things. I can't write off a champion. 
for Jack Rewalt's 300th, mate, they better come out and respond. Oh, you'd hope so. Which, by the way, if you, which by the way, if anyone out there that's listening hasn't seen uh, the memorial to Jack from AFL 360, if you can get over the fact it takes Robbo three years to get out of sentence, it's a uh, it's a fantastic <laughs> tribute to Jack. And I don't think there's been a player in the competition that I've gone from hating to loving so much. Such a big swing of anyone in their career. I love Jack. Yeah, he's great for the game. He's great personality. Um, how good was that Mr. Brightside rendition after 2017 as well? I Take Hawthorne away from it, probably my most favourite grand final moment of the yeah, last 10 it'd years. it'd definitely be up there. Amazing. It's apparently banned in his house too. He's not allowed to sing it. So shout out to his wife, Carly, <laughs> for doing that. She's done well. Yeah. Uh, Jack's done well for himself too, by the way, but that's not what we're here to talk about, mate. Who is Richmond's most important player in the run home? It is Toby Nankervis. Because yeah, like he was one of yeah, the two. Almighty. Because they have just been terrible in the midfield since he's been injured. <laughs> terrible. And yeah. the fact that um, some clubs want to throw 600k a year at Marby Old Chole. Good luck, because um, nothing against Marbio, and if he gets that sort of money, congratulations to him. Yeah. Mate, good luck to him. Yeah, but, 100%. Um, going off this span of form, Richmond's midfielders look terrible, and they need Toby Nankervis to come back as soon as possible. Yep. Most underrated player at Richmond, mate. Completely agree. Um, I don't want to agree with you. I want to offer up a different perspective. So I'm going to throw Dylan Grimes out there. Their defense has been depleted. Nathan Broad's gone down. Nick Vloston's gone down. Basha Hooley's gone down. Probably missed some players in there as well. But if Dylan Grimes goes down, they're screwed. Yeah, that's fair. I know Eric Hipwood went down, but Joe, they've got Joe Danaher, Tom Hawkins, an informed Rory Lobb, Nick Larkey, Harry Himmelberg or Jeremy Finlayson, whichever one that they've got. And Jacob Kaczynski, who's been arguably one of Hawthorne's breakout players, um, if you di- sort of disregard Larky and Kaczynski, and that's no offense to those boys, but they're really young, but Joe Danaher, Tom Hawkins, and Harry Himmelberg could kick bags on the Tigers if they weren't if they didn't have Dylan Grimes. Yeah, he's he is very important, and especially with the injuries they've already got down back. Um, no Nathan Broad, <laughs> obviously no Noah Bolter. You know, it's it's a young Richmond backline, and if Dylan Grimes was to miss, they'd be very lost. Yeah, poor Ryan Garthwaite was exposed a bit in the second half, but he'll be better for the run, mate. We're not here to pot them. So, one more chance. Are you going to write them off, or are they still a maybe? Nah, they're still a maybe for me. I'm not willing to do it until it's mathematically impossible. All right, I'm writing them off. Brisbane will give them a smacking. And, uh, well, maybe not a smacking, but they'll get the win. And the Richmond Mystique will be over for the year. But congratulations to them and to all their success, mate. Comes at a cost. But I'm sure that uh, the longer Damien Hardwick's around, the better they'll be. All right, mate, we've got a few questions for you. I'm going to throw these at you. Just a simple game of would you rather. We all did them in high school, mate. They're, um, these ones are significantly less embarrassing than the ones that are thrown up in high school circles, yeah, let absolutely. me tell you. absolutely. But there's only one rule, mate. You can't sit on the fence. I can do that. All right, I've got a handful here. Would you rather both WA sides to make the finals or neither of them? Neither. Do I need to explain my... Yeah. Explain. 
Yeah, just chuck a little bit of elaboration in there, mate. Oh, I really don't like the way West Coast are playing their footy at the moment. Um, they're terrible to watch, and I'm not a fan of Adam Simpson as a coach. So um, I think it would be much more entertaining to have two different teams in there rather than West Coast. There you go. All right, you've got $100. You've got a bet on one of these teams to make the eight. Are you betting on GWS or Richmond? Goodness me. Um, Well, I said GWS couldn't make the finals, so it'd be a bit hypocritical of me to backflip on that. So, uh, Richmond. (laughs) And the confidence levels on a scale of 1 to 10 are? I'd nearly burn a $100 note before putting that bet on, but uh, I have to go with it. If Rich, uh, sorry, if Essendon finish eighth, would you rather keep the meme alive and they drop it, or would you rather see them break the finals drought and win their first final in ages? Because let's face it, it's the best it meme. It's it the really best is. Meme. It's, it's funny. I love the page where it's uh, a daily reminder how many days it's been since they've won a final. It does bring me. It does bring me joy. But they would arguably be the funnest team to watch in the finals. So. I'd love to see him win a final. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see them win a final just to see that Twitter page go to zero and then one yeah. and then two and keep it going. That'd be fantastic. So, all right, Smithy, would you rather see Toby Green rip apart an elimination final or Jake the package string? Toby Green, 100%. I love Toby Green. Oh, okay. Even though I don't think he'll be there, but Toby Green is one of my favorite players in the competition. So if I had to pick out of the two, it would be Toby. All right. Fair enough. Uh, would you rather, and last but not least, if it was up to you some magical way, um, would you let the Richmond dynasty quote-unquote end or would you give them one last shot, let them make the eight and see what happens? If I got to choose, I would put them in the eight and just see what they could do. Just to see Port. Well, so. potentially. <laughs> Shout out to Port. Little drive-by there, even though they Shout weren't involved in the conversation at all. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'd all. let them have a crack at it. And, you know, a bit like, as I mentioned, Hawthorne in 2016, see see what they can do. See if they can fend off the challenges yep. for one more year. That's the scary thing, mate. You've got to be a young, up-and-coming side with no fear to want to play Richmond in a final. The Dogs did it against the Hawks in 2016, so that would be really interesting to see. Now, we're finishing off with a question. There's just a tiny little bit of a story here, mate. So, um, on a NBA basketball page on Facebook, I got in contact with and have become really close mates with a guy named Paul. Shout-out to Paul. Uh, he decided on GWS for his team, but he was asking me about why Hawthorne fans hate Geelong so much. And any chance to talk about that, Smithy, is a chance oh, yeah. I'm taking. It, I could write a book on it. <laughs> There's probably tons of them out, mate, but they'd be, they're all epic reads, let me tell you. So he threw the Clarkson-Mitchell succession plan over. We were having a, a bit of a chat about that, asking how it worked and all that. Happy to explain. And then he threw a question at me that I asked for his permission for me to just change a little thing and then throw it at you. But this question's 99% Paul's, mate. So if it's a, if it's great, he gets the credit. And if it's a stinker, well, All it's right. on him. 
So, would you press the button? So this is their another popular high school game. You something amazing happens and there's a catch. Do you still do the thing? Yeah. Right. So it's 2024, Smithy. Okay. Sam Mitchell has led Hawthorne to a premiership. Oh, yes, please. But the next three premierships are won by Geelong. I don't push a button. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no way I push that button. That that there is no better symbolism for the hatred Hawthorne fans have for Geelong. He's nearly jumped out of his chair when I said Sam Mitchell coaches us to a premiership team. And I don't think I've seen a man flatten on his own opinion more than when the second bit was thrown yeah, out. Yeah, that's a great question. And I would not push that button. <laughs> nah, no way. It. Well, how many? Would you do it for two? I'd do it for another three, Pete. Just so he could match. No, no. W- no, would you do Sam Mitchell wins one, Geelong wins nah, two? it'd have to be one for one. They couldn't get a leg up on us. <laughs> Well, there it is. All right, Smithy, prediction time. Who are the two teams that finish in the eight? And then we'll say uh, goodbye. St. Kilda and Essendon for me. Uh, I would have loved to pick Essendon as a certainty, but uh, I just couldn't quite have that opinion. I went with St. Kilda as mine. So I think St. Kilda finished seventh and Essendon finished eighth. Yeah, beautiful. Same teams, reverse order for mine. Essendon's percentage is over 100. And with a a really good run home, I reckon they're going to barnstorm into the eight. So I'm going Essendon seventh, St. Kilda eighth. Part of me hopes Richmond finish ninth, but they probably won't. I reckon that'll go to West Coast who just miss out. All right, mate. I'm looking forward to future episodes, deep diving into the end of this season. It's going to be an absolute corker. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun run home. I'm really excited. That's it. Follow us on Twitter at Great Footy Debate. And just a quick shout out, my friend. We have got 2% of our audience in London. Oh, shout out to us. Absolutely. Get in contact with us. We want to meet the international Absolutely. people. Absolutely. That, that's awesome. Talking, talking shit about the native sport. We love it. All right, mate. We're out of here. Uh, good luck to your team on the weekend. Even if you do barrack from Melbourne, I reckon you're going to give us an absolute pantsing. Um, If you're in Melbourne, stay warm. If you're in Sydney, stay safe for crying out loud with everything that's going on and make sure you guys are all right because you're all absolute legends for listening to us waffle on. Cheers, guys. We're out of here.